Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let me start by saying I'm a 14-year-old male student from England. This happened to me a while back in September of 2020. I had been directly acquainted with a girl called Olivia since the end of primary school. She was not a good-looking girl by any means. At the time this happened, she was really overweight, which will come into play later. Around 5'5", and she had a really horrible sense of humor. Basically the opposite of me. One day, on the first week back after UK's first lockdown, she started following me on Instagram. Of course, I didn't find it abnormal at the time, but that was the start of a really strange, creepy ordeal. She would send me DMs most days, asking how I was, what I was doing, that sort of thing. It went on like this for 10 days, and while I didn't find it too creepy at the time, I had no idea how much worse it would get. After a while, she would constantly DM me, at least 10 times every few hours. She would start by saying how cool I was, which struck me as weird, as I was pretty much the definition of a nerd, and still am today, and how I was perfect. She would constantly remind me that she had dreams of me every night, and she wants to run away with me. That was when something finally clicked in my brain. I realized how strange this was getting, and I blocked her. For a few days that worked, before she made a new account. At the time, it was the same as the last time. Just the same odd messages about her loving me, but then it changed. It changed to her going on rants about how nobody liked her. Gee, I wonder why. And how she was going crazy without me. The weirdest was when she messaged me talking about how she was stress eating. Everything she could find because she was going crazy over love. This was getting too much now. I told my parents, who told me to put my Instagram account on private, and tell them if anything else happened. Strangely enough, this worked. She had completely stopped everything. The creepy DMs, the new accounts, everything. Fast forward a month or so, to the middle of the night. I was going up a hill I live on, to a supermarket to get some things for Halloween, when I saw a girl around my age crossing the street towards me. I looked at her for a second before realizing that through the hood over her head, 
It was Olivia. I had been homeschooled by a private tutor for the last month to avoid her, so I was surprised when I saw it was her, but I did. Instincts kicked in, and I began running up the hill. I heard her mumble, oh shit, before attempting to run after me. I might have been a nerd, but I was in good shape at the time, so I was able to get to the supermarket at least 30 seconds before her. I immediately went to an employee, who thankfully stepped in before she got there. She was out of breath. The employee grabbed her and went to a phone. He called the police and told them my story, mentioning that there was a knife in her pocket, which I never saw. During this time, she stared straight at me. I could clearly see that she had gone mad. She had clearly stuck to her word of eating everything she could find, as she had gained at least three stones, about 40 pounds. Her hair was longer and messier. Her clothes were tiny, so you could see the bottom of her belly sticking out of her hoodie, and she had a crazed, deranged look in her eyes. When the police came to take her away, she stared straight in my face and said one of the most haunting things of my life. Just so you know, I never loved you. You're lucky I'm so fat, because if I wasn't, I would have caught you and slit your fucking throat. Thank God that was the last time I ever saw her. I started going back to school, and my life slowly went back to normal. So if you learn anything from my story, let it be this. Never judge a book by their cover, because you never know if they will be a crazed psycho. So this story happened to me about two years ago. For a little background, I have autism, and when I turned 18, my mom said that she couldn't take care of me anymore and sent me to a sort of a group home for people with autism. It was a teeny one-story bedroom with eight apartments, each for one person. My first day there, it was pretty clear that I was one of the high-functioning people there, and it seemed like I was the youngest too. My mom stayed with me for the first night to help me get settled in, and two guys that lived there kept walking up to my door, just looking. Me being used to being around socially awkward people, like myself, I didn't really think much of it, although I really hated the attention. I didn't want to talk to them, and after about two hours, they gave up. My mom said that they were sweet and curious as to who was moving in, but I wasn't in the mood to socialize. Fast forward to me living there for a couple weeks. I'm sitting in my very tiny living room watching TV when I see a shadow outside my window. My window was placed beside the main entrance, so I could always hear and see people walking by. My blinds were on though, but I could still see shadows since the main entrance had lights on all night. So I started looking away from the TV, just looking at the shadow by the window. There was a person that stood there for about 5 minutes, then walked away, or so I thought. Then I saw a shadow sort of duck behind the wall, but still trying to look through my window. And that's when I got really freaked out. The next day, I told people working in the group home, and they're like, oh, it's probably just Eric. He does that sometimes. I'm sort of like, what? And said, well, I'd appreciate it if he didn't, because it freaks me out. They said something along the lines of that they would talk to him. Fast forward again, and I had been there for months. It was a daily occurrence to have this Eric guy walk past my front door and window at least 40 times a day, walking past four times in four minutes. The door is made of glass, so again, he can see through. Sometimes, I'd walk out from my living room 
and I would just see Eric standing there at my door staring at me. It was the most unsettling thing. At this point, I told staff multiple times, but they said they couldn't really do anything and that he is harmless. Right. At one point though, Eric is gone and I'm relieved to be finally being comfortable with having my blinds up and walking around my own apartment. So probably a year into moving there, maybe less, I get really depressed. It wasn't the best place to live and I never felt so lonely in my life. I ended up attempting suicide and they put me in a mental hospital for a couple days so I could be watched. Well, guess who's there too? Fucking Eric. He notices me right away and every time a nurse tries to walk into my room, he stands by the door staring at me. I have to keep telling him to go away. One time, I had to wash my clothes with one of the nurses and he followed us, yelling so everyone could hear. Hey, that girl lives where I live. Hi, Michelle. Her name is Michelle. And being the type of person that hates attention, I just start walking faster until the nurses can get a hold of him. So at this point, I'm actually in an okay mental state. Still not the best place to live, with neglect of staff and with shitty people around me. Eric is back too at one point. And honestly, I haven't been outside because I'm afraid to run into him. His apartment isn't even on my side, so it makes no sense why he's around all the time. I've noticed it's been quiet for a while, so I decided it's safe to go down to the basement with my laundry. I turned the corner and boom, almost bumped into him. I kind of freaked out, but I remember that he's still a person and politely give him a smile and say, Hi. He doesn't say anything. He just stares. I then walk past him on my way to the basement. I look back and this motherfucker is following me now. He actually turned around to follow me. I started walking faster and thank god I already have my key for the basement ready. I open the door and shut it quickly so I know it's locked. I walk into the laundry room with my laundry and then I hear the door open. I froze. Was he going to kill me? I mean I didn't even know the guy or what he was capable of. Three minutes go by and I finally get the courage to peek out of the room. The door is open, but he's nowhere to be seen. It seems like he is gone. It scared the lifeless crap out of me, so I hurried and put my clothes in the washing machine and hurried back up to my apartment. Again, I speak to the staff and this one guy is actually really helpful. He is the first one to take me serious and says they need to fix it. I know that they talked to him about it and also about standing next to my window, but do you think he listened? To describe Eric, I would say, I couldn't tell if he was skinny or chubby because he was always wearing a big green jacket. He had glasses and hunched over sort of and had long, dark, greasy hair. So he was basically nightmare fuel for any girl. Okay, I know I sounded like an asshole, but I'm a very teeny girl, so I knew if he tried anything, I wouldn't stand a chance. So now it's Norm again to see him at my window. Although when staff tells him to stop, he just laughs, very childlike. He thought it was funny. It annoyed the shit out of me and I went from being scared to being super angry. I knew he had issues, but damn, I had issues too and he wasn't helping me with my anxiety. He was making it much worse. I told the staff that if he ever tried anything, I would beat the living shit out of him. Aggressive, I know. I was short, yes but I was angry too. They told me that that wasn't allowed. 
And I reminded them that looking through my window and following me around wasn't allowed either. They agreed, but told me again that there was nothing they could do. I seriously considered calling the police at this point. The last thing he did that made me really angry was he walked past my door and window many times, as always, but then I realized he was gone. I sighed in relief, but I still had the feeling of being watched. My eye caught movement outside, and this fucking dude was hiding behind a tree outside my apartment watching me. When he saw me, he grinned and moved closer. I walked into the living room, not wanting to deal with this shit, and called my boyfriend. My boyfriend stayed at my apartment pretty much every day from then on, and he stopped for a while. I think he even asked the staff if that was my boyfriend, and they told him it was. He still walked past my door sometimes, but not as often and not as creepily. Thankfully, we moved out about a year later, and I haven't seen him since, but it made me feel very cautious and very dependent on my boyfriend. I know he probably didn't have any bad intentions, but it really fucked up my mental state, and it really scared me. I worked at a hardware store when I was in high school. We had a number of fairly regular customers, but there was this one man in his mid-30s that became a regular after I checked his items one night. I noticed I kept seeing him on my shift, and he would continually try to strike up awkward conversations with me, hold up the line until I had told him I had to take care of other customers. Our registers are right in front of the large glass window, so anyone walking outside could see who was working. He eventually started to wait outside of the window and tap on the glass to get my attention after leaving. I rode my bike to work and getting off late at night started to terrify me. One night when I was working alone, he asked if he could have my number and if I was 18. When I told him that I wasn't, he asked for my birthday to which I replied some random date in the distant future. I told my boss about this interaction and from then on, she made sure I never worked alone and she would follow his ass anytime he entered the store, to the point where he stopped coming in. The day of my fake birthday, or close to it, I can't remember the exact date I gave him. He came knocking on the glass again. It was busy and my boss wasn't around, so I tried to ignore him. I eventually noticed the knocking had stopped, and I could only assume that he had made his way into the store. Very soon after, I am greeted by his face in front of my register, he hands me a plastic grocery bag and says, Happy 18th birthday. I am so embarrassed, so I take the bag and tell him to please leave. When my friend and I opened the bag after work, it contained two packages of fireworks and nothing else. For some reason, my sister had plenty of stalkers, most just students from her school, so I wasn't really surprised when the sky was exposed. So I was walking my little sister to school, and we were talking. I had already graduated, and I was moving soon, so we were catching up. We enter an office in my sister's school, where you have to write down your name and get a visitor badge. I don't know of any other schools that does this. I walk in and I see a 20 to 30 year old man stare at us the entire time we were there. I thought it was creepy, but I didn't care so I just ignored him. My sister went to class and I was walking out of the office and the guy taps me on the shoulder. He asked me who I am and who I am to the girl. 
I tell him it's my sister, and he lets me walk out. But the whole time I'm going to my car, I get a feeling that this guy's watching me. He had a visitor badge on too. So when my sister gets home from school, I ask her about him, and she just shrugs and says, Yeah, I've noticed him for the past weeks. I asked her how many, and she replied with, Maybe two months. Now I'm worried, and I ask her if anything was off lately, or something, because she had been stalked twice before. Cyberstalked. And I'm an overprotective brother. She tells me not to worry, and we both shrug it off, and she asked if we could play Minecraft. I said yes, and we were off. We built a nice house and went mining. That was when I got a weird feeling again, like eyes were on me. I ignored it and thought it was just being in a cave with 20 diamonds, so a good mine. I still got that feeling. My mom and dad were asleep and I didn't want to wake them up, so I got up and told my sister to keep playing. I peeked out the windows and saw nothing, but when I turned around to go back to playing, I saw a shadow in the window with a camera. I walked back and put in a text message, don't react, but you're being stalked, and said loudly, I'm gonna get some snacks. So I walked into the kitchen and called the police and I was freaking out. I told them everything and soon the guy was caught. Guess who it was? Mr. Creepy School Guy. My sister was horrified and I told her not to worry and this probably won't happen often. What I later learned about this guy is that he had pictures of her in the park, in the school, in her bedroom. This guy was crazy. So I've been living in a foreign country for a year already. The last month I've been taking the ferry to move because the metro is usually crowded, stressful, and in COVID times it's a nope for me. So ferry is the best option. At least, this was my thought until last week. On Monday, a random guy, probably 30 to 35, sat next to me on the ferry and tried to talk to me. I'm not good with the language yet, so I let him understand that I didn't know what he was saying. He kept talking and showed me his phone. He had just taken a picture of me. I asked him to delete it, but he didn't understand. So I just ignored him to make him stop. It was irrelevant at the moment. On Tuesday, I noticed this guy on the ferry again, but this time he greeted me and called me by my name, which of course surprised me since I didn't know him. He sat next to me and kept talking nonstop, but this time he tried to hug me. For my luck, a woman noticed and sat between him and I, pretending to be my friend. On Wednesday, I used the metro instead of the ferry, so it was normal. On Thursday, I took the ferry and this guy was there again. This time, he sat far away. When the ferry reached the other side, I noticed the guy followed me, so I changed my route and went to a bus stop, which is next to the ferry port. As it was late at night, there wasn't much people around. I was scared, so I sat in the bus stop, and there was a couple waiting in there, so I felt safe. But the stalker came and sat next to me, and suddenly held my arm while saying, Come, come, come and trying to take me with him. At this moment, I just held my arm tight and asked for help. The couple next to me called the police and I did report it. I mentioned that on Monday he was taking pictures of me, that he might have been doing this with other girls. 
The police asked him for his phone, and to my surprise, he handed it to them with no problems, like he was sure nothing was going to happen. When the police checked his phone, they found pictures of me, but not just from Monday. This guy had been taking pictures of me for months, not just on the ferry, but also in the parking site. Besides my pictures, they found pics of a different girl, which I believe he had been following for months as well. The worst thing about this whole situation is that I filed a police report, but they couldn't really do anything since this guy hasn't hurt me. So right now I'm looking for a new place to move. Anyway, be careful. These creeps can be anywhere. I'm a female. A few years ago when I was about 19, I got a job at a hot dog shop with a phallic pun for her name in somewhat of a shady area. The shop was pretty well known and had some fantastical dark local lore. Rumors that the hot dogs were made of horse meat, that the whole operation was a front for something less savory, or that it had been closed by a health inspector and reopened illegally, but people kept coming back for our delicious hot dogs. I soon discovered that none of that was remotely true, but it was fun to gossip. We'd often give our customers ambiguous answers to fuel their wide-eyed and morbid curiosities. I got used to the quirky customers that would come in pretty quickly. Some older gentlemen rumored to be involved with organized crime, or an occasional nightclub owner, tourists, and many homeless and mentally ill people who we would often provide food to. The community was diverse and sometimes dangerous, but people looked after each other. One shift in the early hours of the morning, I was working the register when a man comes in. He has long dark hair and thick stubble, covering most of his lower half of his face. The shop is busy and he orders, steps to the side and keeps chatting with me while other people order. I was used to this. In this area, there's a lot of nightlife and you get pretty comfortable with drunk ramblings, people hitting on you through slurred speech. I felt okay as long as it was on the other side of the counter. After telling me his thoughts about the other men in the shop being posers, but before he started telling me about how beautiful I was, the man tells me that he's a chef at a nearby restaurant. Like I said, people look after each other around here, so I was reassured. But I gave him a fake name just to be safe. I started seeing him often. It wasn't uncommon to have regulars, some even on a first name basis. But when my coworkers told me that he had come looking for me, asking where I was when I wasn't there, I started to feel uneasy. Every time I saw him, he seemed more and more intoxicated than the last. He would walk in and say, hey beautiful, or hey pretty girl, so casually as though he thought it was really my name. It made me feel sick to my stomach every time. One night, around 2am, I had just finished my shift. I step out onto the sidewalk and see him there, on the other side of the road, waving at me. I tried not to think about how long he might have been there, watching me through the shop's large, neon sign cluttered windows. My manager walked me to my car that night. Not long after that, it was a Saturday night, and the shop was pumping. Anyone that has ever worked in hospitality knows exactly what I'm talking about. There was a 40 minute wait for french fries. The teeny shop was crowded with people who had rolled out of the nearest bar and nightclubs, drug addled and starving. 
The 3 a.m. rush. A big bulky man in his mid to late 20s started getting in my face. He had ordered french fries and had been waiting for 30 minutes. I kept apologizing, but this just made him more mad. I was desperately trying to plan my escape from my position against the back wall, behind the counter, to the front door where I could get a club bouncer's attention and have them come over to sort out this guy. There was no hope. The store was too crowded. That's when I hear a sloppy but familiar voice. Leave, leave her alone. My stalker emerges from the crowd, a mere five foot five. He fronts up against the massive man and they start fighting. Luckily, the commotion did catch the bouncer's eye, who ran in and swiftly de-escalated the situation. Shortly after that, I got a more stable job offer somewhere else and moved on. But to my hot dog shop stalker, thanks, but no thanks. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.